Oh, we're back in the 80s, buddy. Hell yeah. We're- First time I ran was to the end of the block, but I didn't know then that it never would stop. Now I look around, and what do I see? More and more people running faster than me. These days, everybody's on the run. Who can relate? I can. <laughs> I can relate. Oh yeah, everybody's on the run. Welcome to the Parahead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I am Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett, uh, including an album we've already talked about that we're going to talk about again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. That's we recycle we do. old material. But it, that's here's the thing, and I want to talk about this really quickly. Okay. I've been thinking a lot about the different fans uh, you know, you t- we talk about fish fans. We talk about mm-hmm. uh, deadheads. We talk about uh, DMB fans. Yes. And then you talk about parrotheads. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Buffett is the only person in that group of artists that isn't a jam band. Yes. So every other fan is getting, they don't know what they're getting when they go to a concert, which makes sense. It's like you're kind of buying a grab bag and it's kind of surprising, yep. right? Uh-huh. The thing about this is that we know exactly what we're getting with Jimmy Buffett. Yes. And so I would say Jimmy Buffett, and we're starting heavy right now, just going right into it. Yeah, For yeah. all the people that are like, why did they take an hour and a half to start talking about Jimmy Buffett? We're talking about it right now. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're getting it off the top. Yes. I think Jimmy Buffett is the closest, going to a Jimmy Buffett concert and being a parrot head is the closest to musical transcendental meditation you can have. Sure. Because, yeah. you know, it, you listen to the same thing over and over again. It's like your mantras. We have our, yep. like, 25 mantras that we say over and over and over again, and they get different meaning with different situations. Pirate Looks at 40 is different now that you saw it with your mom. Pirate Looks at 40 is different now that you saw it after you had a kid. Pirate yes. Looks at 40. It's these mantras that you come and check back in with. And it's it's interesting, too, because there are a lot of bands, a lot of artists like Jimmy who are still touring into their 60s and 70s and 80s, but it feels like for those artists, those bands, it feels like they're just doing um, like like greatest hits concerts. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't feel like Jimmy's doing that. Like, it still feels new. It's very present. Very present. He's very present. It feels present. new to see him live and... It, I think it. I think it just feels like he is still enjoying it and still having fun. I think it's really, yeah. I think it's actually really incredible. Yeah. And <laughs> say say what you will. I know we've been doing this podcast for six years, but I'm finally <laughs> going to say Jimmy Buffett is incredible. Hot take, everybody. Hot take, and I know everyone's been wondering. Wow. Does he think Jimmy's incredible? Guess what? <laughs> Truth is, I do. Uh, but yeah, I you know I I was thinking a lot about that. Where I'm like, wow, you you know these songs by heart. Songs you know by heart. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> He, he told us he's been telling us for years. Zim, Jimmy Buffett is the closest to a Zen artist. I think. I, I think you're know. right. Other than I don't know, uh, Yanni. You know. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> live at the Acropolis. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest live albums of, of all course. time. <laughs> of course, it's Yanni and Jimmy is a tie for the most Zen artists of all time. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Anyways, just a little. Maybe we'll do some uh, from now on. A little Jimmy starting, meditation up top. A Jimmy meditation up top. Yes. I think it's a, a new thing we should add. I like that a lot. Okay. Up top, a Jimmy medif- a meditation, a Jimmy reflection, a Jimmy manifestation. Love it. Love right. it. We'll I start think that at episode one ninety eight. One ninety eight. Also, can you believe it? I can't believe it. There is uh well over 
Oh my gosh. I mean, days and days and days you could spend of your life and have yeah. of your life listening to us talk about Jimmy Buffett and yeah. drop rock music. I mean, what's 198 hours? Because our podcasts go over an hour. But I know. 198 hours alone would be what? How many days is that? 72 is three days. Uh, <laughs> 96 so, is yep. um, uh, four days. Yes. Okay, 96 plus 24. This is called live math. It's a new segment <laughs> we're starting. 96 plus 24. I'm going to say that is, and everyone's screaming at it. Is that 120? 120? 110. 96 plus 24? Yeah. 96 plus 24. 106, 116, 120. Yes. Okay. So, so that's 120. So another 144. 144, right. And then. <laughs> okay. It's quite a bit. <laughs> Has someone let us know? It's quite I, a bit. I'm giving up. <laughs> I forgot what we were counting. <laughs> and we both have phones in front yeah, of us. Yeah, we're not doing it, though. No, 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 we're not. We're no, because everyone's on their phones. We're not everyone's on their phones. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah, you could spend a, maybe a week, maybe a solid week. Yeah, yeah, maybe a yeah nonstop, which is yeah. crazy. No breaks. No breaks. <laughs> no breaks whatsoever. <laughs> which is crazy. And it's just what's crazy episodes. is the amount of substance we have in these episodes. Oh yeah, <laughs> live math. Uh, Jimmy transcendental meditations. Yeah. Uh, who knows how many these days in different ways? I mean, who knows? And we'll never know. We'll never know. It's crazy. It's uh, nuts. Ryan. How are you? I'm good, buddy. A little under the weather, yeah. but, you know, I'm doing good. Uh, I, it's been a few weeks mm-hmm. since we've recorded. We've, of course, still been uh, doing the radio show. You can we listen have. to us on Radio Margaritaville every Friday night from Absolutely. 7 to midnight, Key West time. Been having a good time over there. Having a good time over there, but been a minute since we recorded the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you and I uh, have both gone to some shows. We have gone to some shows. I think that's our updates this week. Our big updates. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, my first show uh, since the before times. Okay. How about you? No, because I saw Jimmy. That's right. You twice. saw Jimmy. Yes. And then I went to an or oh, I saw Marin Mar- Morris before Jimmy at Jazz Aspen. Right. Okay. So I've been to a couple concerts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So for me, my first show back in twenty months or whatever it's been. How'd it feel? Really good. Wow. It felt really, really good. Saw the Rolling Stones. Okay. At SoFi Stadium out here in Los Angeles. Huge. SoFi, brand new, state of the art, really incredible stadium that they yeah. built in Inglewood for the Rams and the Chargers. Um, really, really great. Amazing. It looked incredible. It was. You saw them twice. I yes, I saw them twice. So we yes. went on the Thursday night, the first night they were there. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun. It was such a blast that we decided to grab tickets for the show that they had uh, then a few nights later on Sunday night. Wow. Um, really fun. And I, I will say the, the first night we got there, uh, Olivia and I both had uh, long days. Yeah. Uh, we were just kind of exhausted. Driving to the stadium was annoying. It's mm-hmm. a you know, far, little out of the way. And we just both weren't in necessarily the mood for a concert right right and right. we were standing there and we were just waiting for the show to start and we're like okay well you know we're we're here we have to be here we bought these tickets as a rolling stones you know we'll try our best we'll just have fun mm-hmm. and so we're a little bit down and the lights go down and we're like okay let's do this this is and then they launch into let's spend the night together and both the live and i were just like fuck yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> Hell yeah. It was so much fun. Start to finish, they played two and a half hours. Mick Jagger did not take one break. Insane. He's 78 years old. Crazy. He did not take a break. He did it all. He did it all. Holy moly. And uh, both nights they played the hits plus some B-sides. Wow. Which was very fun. Um, I actually have a clip from the uh, first show. Uh, they, of course, like I said, played all the hits. Um, satisfaction uh, for the encore. For the encore, they did uh, Give Me Shelter into Satisfaction, which was amazing. Wow, so Huge. cool. Amazing. So I've got a little clip from the show that I'm going to play right now. Um, but, like, these guys, just, like, they're all in their 70s. Uh, thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people are just screaming their heads off. The crowd, I would say, too, is on the younger side. Really? Which was pretty cool to see. Wow, that's amazing. It was awesome. Wow, that's so cool. What a good time. It was great. So let's check this out. Satisfaction. Just really, really good. And this is, uh, of course, the the first few dates since Charlie Watts passed away. Um, the Rolling Stones' longtime drummer and the the guy they had filling in for him was incredible. Um, all of it was so much fun. We had a blast. We took Olivia's mom to the Sunday night show. She'd never seen them before, and That's so she was incredible. loving it. It was so much fun. So. Good to be back, back at shows, um, loved it. You know what's funny? I've talked to my parents about, and my aunts and, and, and some older relatives, uh, and they're like, my parents are 70, and my my aunts are like late 60s, early 70s. They all kind of contended that they did not go to concerts when they were younger. Really? Like nobody went to concerts. Maybe really? it's just my area, my neighborhood, or yeah. my neighborhood. The people that I grew up with or the people that raised me just right. didn't go to concerts. They were just too busy to go to concerts. Mm-hmm. Did your, uh, do you know if Olivia's mom went to concerts? Olivia's mom and dad for sure went to concerts. Interesting. They, oh yeah. Um, Olivia's dad is a big music guy. Yeah. Uh, Olivia's dad's like, like an old school, like rock guy was in cool. a bunch of bands and toured like, you know, 300 days out of the year. Amazing. Um, and my parents too, they went to like a lot of shows. Like I've heard shows about them, you know, seeing, Elton John when he was like Elton fucking John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Queen and just like all types of stuff. So, so cool. yeah, like the the people around me went to a lot of shows. Great. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, well, I you know, my update is my show. Yes, your I, show. I went to kind of a different show in tone. You did? Uh, I went to Phoebe Bridgers at the Greek. Yes. Uh, a couple weeks ago. That was an incredible, incredible concert. Yes, a, a Halloween season Phoebe Bridgers show. Very spooky, kind of a full moon-esque night. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Seeing it over the Greek. We had great seats. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers is such a funny artist. You know what's crazy? And I'm going to make a call to this. I think Phoebe Bridgers either will or... Or definitely should, but maybe will cover a Jimmy Buffett song in her lifetime. 
Oh, you think so? She is one of the most ironic artists yeah. in the in in the zeitgeist right now. Uh-huh. She loves the kind of vibe of the rock star. Like I'm wearing her tour shirt right now. It's like uh, a, a death metal, you know, it's like a really heavy death metal type of shirt with like the bloody writing. This is Phoebe Bridgers. There's yep. like a skeleton with white hair smashing a guitar. Yes. And there's lightning on the sleeves. Yes. Um, uh, but it, she's very much like writes like sad, quiet songs. Right, right. And so even the intro, when she came out, they played the uh, the intro from I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Like, <laughs> bam, 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 Like that. And then like she just went into a sad song. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, and the crazy thing is that also everyone was standing the entire concert. Uh-huh. And it was like the saddest concert that I've been to while also standing the whole time. Sure. It was like we were like in the middle of waves breaking on our body. Like it was like <laughs> we were all just braving these sad songs. Just undulating. Just, just like yeah, hit me full force. <laughs> uh, it make was, me feel it. Make me feel it. But I sent a clip from uh, the Phoebe concert that I love to play. Let's check it out. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess that's all I needed. <laughs> Turns out that's all I needed. And back to the concert. <laughs> I was, you know, I'm trying to be present, but the the band itself was really incredible, mm-hmm. and they surprised in the beginning. There was a surprise from uh, Matt Healy of yeah. 1975. He played a few songs before. Phoebe. Very, very. So cool. it was a very fantastic concert. Live music is back. We're excited. We're Live loving it. Live music is back. It's oh, huge. I'm so excited. I didn't realize until we were at the show how much I missed concerts. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's pretty amazing. I, yeah. You get like a really overwhelming feeling when you're back in concerts. We're like, Absolutely. Wow, this is huge. Like, I, I got an overwhelming feeling when I went back to like the movies. Yeah. Um, which was a lot of fun. We've been going to movies left and right, and it's been great. Uh, but going to a concert, there was something like very. Because like everybody there was like everybody's first show yeah, back. Yeah, for sure. So I think the energy was just really amped up. So fucking fun. It's so very fun. exciting. We're back. We're back. And baby. apparently we're in the home stretch of this COVID thing, and then we just got to go on and live the rest of our lives. That's How's what that? they say. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't. I. It's it's so weird because. Yes, I feel like we are in the home stretch, and I feel like we've been in the home stretch for a while. But in my brain, I'm still waiting for me to feel like things are going back to normal. And I've just started to force myself to be like, no, this is like what you're living right now. It's just how it's going to be. It feels surreal. It feels feels like I'm in a constant state of damage control. But I'm like, is this my life? Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. It feels like it's just I'm just braving the waves. Yeah. I mean, like, like even, uh, like we, uh, Olivia and I went out to uh, go get drinks last night and go to a bar and stuff, and still the idea of, you know, like you're you're in line to get into a place and they're still, like, not for social distancing. They're not saying like, hey, stand six feet apart, but you just do it automatically. You do it. It's you know, crazy. So it's weird. So crazy. Um. Uh. This actually brings me into the song that I was my song of the week. How? <laughs> 
because we having those weird feelings, those funny uh-huh. feelings, those funny feelings. Uh, my the song I'm picking is the uh, Phoebe Bridgers' encore song. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was there, it, this was a song that we played a year ago or like eight months ago when oh, Bo wow. Burnham released his album uh, Inside, or he released his Netflix special. Yeah, Phoebe Bridgers did a cover of this song. She did this as the encore. He was in the audience. No way. And there's videos of him watching everybody around him singing this song. That's and it's so so crazy. crazy. But it's crazy because she said like every now and then you hear a song that you wish you wrote and like this was that. And it's yeah. like her performing it gives it a whole new context because yeah. it's like a really funny, crazy, like George Carlin-esque song. And then like the way she, I mean, yeah, let's listen to it. And then we'll also talk about what it was like to stand and sing along to this song. This was my crying moment. Of okay. The, I mean, I could have cried a lot of times during Phoebe, but yeah, this was but this, it. This is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's check it out. Stunning 8K resolution meditation app In honor of the revolution It's half off at the gap Deadpool self-awareness Loving parents Harmless fun The backlash to the backlash to the thing just be When she's saying that. <laughs> Discount at sea, agit prop. Bugles take on race. Female Colonel Sanders, easy answer. Civil war. The whole world at your fingertips. The ocean at your door. The live action. song that's so funny and so sad at the Ugh, same time it's devastating <laughs> it's so crazy and and watching it was the craziest feeling because we were all singing along we were all crying mm-hmm. and i'm like getting emotional thinking about it right now because it's like 
I think we're all, we all have this feeling of like, what's happening? What's going on? Like, is yeah. this it? Like, we all had so many hopes and dreams and exciting things we wanted to do. And it's like, it, this is what we became adults for. Like this right. moment and all of this stuff. And it was like, I was like, am I really at a sold out concert by one of the most popular artists standing around with everyone thinking about how the world is genuinely ending? Uh-huh. Is there a way out of this? Like, and Phoebe Bridges is the one making me think about yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, wow, like popular music right now is celebrating the end of the world. Uh-huh. The true end. Because what else would popular music be doing? It's Apocalypso. It's Apocalypso. <laughs> but it's crazy. I mean, like, it's it's just like so deep. And that's what's the other thing about her. The reason her and Jimmy, I feel like, are so similar, even though you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. Is that she's feeling so deeply. Yes. And Jimmy was feeling so deeply and being so genuine. And it's like, uh, yeah, but feeling so deeply in a practical, genuine way where it's like. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think it is about being genuine, too, and being real to yourself and real to your art and being brave enough to do those songs. Yeah. Yeah. You're not hiding behind a mask. No. Like, this is how I'm feeling right now and this is what we're going to play. Yeah, for sure. You know, because yeah. it's it's very easy, or maybe not. it's not easy, but it's it'd be very simple for an artist to be like, hey, live music's back. We're going to have some fun, um, which is what the Rolling Stones did. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had different weeks. We had different weeks. <laughs> we had different weeks. Um, but yeah, like yeah. To, to be bold and be like, let's, feel our feelings yeah you know and, and I, I think that's a i mean speaking about the the generational differences between phoebe bridges and the rolling stones that's a very um you know younger person thing to do is hey let's feel our feelings yeah like an older generation would be like let's just you know forget what happened fuck and fuck let's get crazy yeah so true you know true yeah yeah, so it's we're feeling our feelings we're out feeling here. We're feeling our feelings. <sighs> and they hurt. <laughs> and they hurt. That's why, like, hey, if you, if you ever want a good cry, especially now, go watch Inside Out again. Oh, no, not <laughs> going to happen. You want a movie about feeling your feelings? No. Damn it. And how the, the, the inevitability of sadness? Uh-huh, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> pass. Hard pass. <laughs> um, uh, what are you listening to this week, Ryan? Um, I'm listening. One of my favorite uh, artists um, has a new song out, and I've been listening to that song. It's not as uh, deep or emotionally resonant as Phoebe Bridgers. Well, I think our fans are going to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, get me out of here. Just a little Jack White. Oh, great. I love Jack White. One of the living legends. One of the living legends. Um, one of the best shows I've ever seen I saw in two. 2007 I think was um the white stripes on their last tour really good really wow. good show um but Jack White uh, he's been doing solo stuff for years now he's incredible so this new song is called Taking Me Back all right so we're going to give that a listen Taking Me Back
Yeah. That one rocks. Heavy, in your face. So that's what I've been listening to. I love Jack White. Jack White's really, really great. He's really great. Yeah. He's incredible. so good. Have there, has there ever been a Jack and Jimmy crossover? No. No, there hasn't. But he's also an artist that I could see doing something with Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. I could yeah. see them doing something cool. I'm, I'm waiting for that big tribute album where all the artists sure. pick a Jimmy Buffett song and then they play it in honor. You know, like Ray Charles had that and then yep. every big artist has. Elton John had one of those. There's going to be one for sure. Do we have to do it ourselves? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll start it. We should actually do that, the Jimmy Buffett tribute album, and we get musicians to come on and do their versions of Jimmy Buffett songs. That'd be great. Okay. If you I know any that. musicians who want to come on, Brighton Stoll is in. I know that. I'm telling yes. I'm saying right now. Yep. We're bringing Brighton, Brighton Stoll. on. We're bringing Brighton on. Uh, but we'll figure that out. Rad Trads could do something really cool. Oh, we gotta get the artists yes. to do that. My goodness. Um, uh, my buddy Lamar Woods is a rapper. He's really talented. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, a rap rendition little... of a Jimmy song. Oh, yes. that would be really good. Um, Love okay, that. we're gonna do that. Um, Patrick, do we have any Buffett news? We have a little bit of Buffett news. I just found something very exciting on ConstructionDive.com, my favorite website, my homepage. You have a bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> bookmark. Wow. Uh, the headline is the next Latitude Margaret. Margaritaville, a Jimmy Buffett-inspired active adult community, may be coming to Texas. Huge. Huge. Wow. It's very exciting. Uh, there may not be an ocean near Dallas or Austin, but that doesn't mean there can't be a Margaritaville. Following the successful launch of their Margaritaville 55 and up communities uh, in three other locations, Master Developer Minto Communities USA and Margaritaville holding singer Jimmy Buffett's hospitality company are scouting for a fourth site in Texas. Wow. So Dallas or Austin, it looks like. Huge. They were in Dallas this week apparently looking at everything uh, yep. they said we're actively looking at land in Texas Minto Latitude Margaritaville Division President William Bullock I would love to see that business card I wonder if it's normal sized <laughs> or extra large told construction dive I've been there multiple times over the last couple of months my whole team was out in Dallas this week as a matter of fact so we're in hot pursuit wow these things are popping up very rapidly yeah and the RV parks are popping up too yeah they are we're getting a lot of land we we yeah we get we- a stake in it. <laughs> the DJ is get a stake in it. It's what's crazy about it is that I think so. The Dallas, the Metroplex, as we call it, it's a massive from Dallas to Fort Worth and three hours around. There's so much land over there. There's so many places to develop. I would be very curious as to where it settles in Texas. Yeah. It could settle in Austin, but I could see it doing a little bit better in the Dallas area. Austin's got the hill country. It could be beautiful, but I can imagine Dallas being a whole, you know, even. Mansfield or uh, sure. Frisco or the Colony or any of those kind of Dallas, uh, like right in between Flower Mound. There's a bunch of areas out there that I could see them just building a whole neighborhood. Have you seen? Uh, you you can look online. There are a couple of like flyover drone videos of the Lad Two Margaritavilles. No, they look incredible. <laughs> they look That's incredible. So much fun. Oh my god. Um, okay. They have. Like literally, they have their own branded movie theater. Uh, they have um, like dog parks. They have gyms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
much stuff. And it's all branded Margaritaville. Like, I think the gym is called, like, the Fins Up Recreation Center Holy or something shit. like that. Okay. Uh, Here's the thing. Yeah. If they if they open up in Dallas, I'm going to I'm going to get a house. You got to get a house. <laughs> Just to have. You're, I'm going to go in the hole. Yes, your 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 first slice of home ownership will be at a retirement <laughs> community that you probably won't even be allowed to buy into. No, that's true. God <laughs> damn it. It'll have to be a heist. I'll it have will to have get to be a heist. heavy prosthetics and make it happen. Yes. <laughs> that's probably what I'm going to do. Probably what I'm going to do here. So that's very exciting. We also have some fun uh, email news. We almost got an email, Huge. a very great email we almost got Yeah, uh, from our one of our, our go-tos, our writer dies, our buddies, Paige Wrights. Hey, Paige. Paige Wrights writes, hi, Patrick and Ryan. As I continue my deep dive through Buffett's discography to catalog the alcohol mentions by type, which she's been doing. She's been sending us info, and we are obsessed, Paige. Thank you for doing this. She said, I was struck by the tonal difference in Somewhere Over China. I also just finished (laughs) A Pirate Looks at 50, which grounded the experience in some of its life timeline things. Somewhere Over China songs would have been written most likely on the heels of his separation with Jane, which makes the breakup mentions being way higher and tone being so different in this album makes so much sense. I remember you all talking about it way back on your album episode, how it was so 80s and so different than so much of his other stuff, and I think his separation definitely had an impact. Wow. Separation wasn't resolved for about 10 years, which further explains why the 80s may have been a time unto itself for him. Anyway, just a thought I'd share. P.S. I'm up to 60 distinct alcohol or drug mif- uh, mentions, and I'm <laughs> only up to 1982. Oh, my goodness. Paige, Doing come on. the Lord's work. Lord's work. <laughs> and God said, count how much... Uh, Jimmy Buffett talks about alcohol and drugs. <laughs> um, that's incredible to think about somewhere over China as a breakup album. <laughs> that's it's crazy. so smart. It is. It's very so smart. So smart. Like it's it's how we uh we tackled Volcano. Yeah. Looking at that album as an album uh about his about him becoming a dad. Yeah, for um, sure. That's amazing. Pretty amazing. And it's, you know, it's I it's interesting because there was some disconnect. There was some confusion there, it felt like. Yes. So maybe maybe he was like a little uh, shaky in his in his sales. Yeah. It's good to know. Good thoughts, very Paige. interesting page. Good Thank reports you very from the ground. Much. And Absolutely. please keep us posted on your uh your deep dive. Yeah, once you're finished cataloging cataloging, we will have you on Absolutely. for an extensive conversation. Yes. This I'm is an open invitation. Very interested in that. We can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> Very huge stuff. Very huge stuff indeed. Um, Ryan, should we get to why we're here? Let's get to this album. We are, of course, re-listening to Last Mango in Paris from 1986. 85, Ryan. 85. You son of a bitch. Damn it. <laughs> June 1985. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, great songs on here. Uh, he co-wrote a lot of these songs with Will Jennings, Mike Marshall Chapman, and Mike Utley. Of course, uh, Will Jennings, as we know, our Six Degrees of Separation, the uh, writer of My Heart Will Go On and Tears right. in Heaven co-writer. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Big deal. So you got Will Jennings stamp all over this, the Will Jennings seal of approval. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to go back into this album. I've given it a listen before we're rediving, but you're listening with fresh ears. Fresh ears. Last time I listened to this was probably like six months ago. Okay, great. So yeah. So uh, going back into my mind palace. Yeah. Um, as we often do. Uh, I remember very much enjoying this album. I remember this album. 
for me, feeling like it was almost a return to form for Jimmy um, in the 80s. Okay. That's what I remember. Yes. Um, I am interested to see if that still holds up. Yeah. And I think it does. I'm going to say right now, I think it does. You think I it actually, does? Yeah, I think there's... Weirdly, this album gets lost in the middle because it is, I would say, not a lot of people see it as a huge standout and not a lot of people see it as like the worst so it, it kind of right. gets lost in the fray a little bit sure so um uh but i it's a really good album and there's some really hot tracks on here so let's listen to we already listened to a little bit of everybody's on the one on the run yes everybody's on the one everybody's on the one so um, let's listen to a little flank and woa flank and woa uh by jimmy buffett and steve goodman the last steve goodman song that jimmy buffett I know. recorded i know so sad yeah let's give it a listen Screaming, fussing, and fighting. The doggies were yelling, the children were biting. Frank and Lola trying to get together again. So I took her to this movie called Body Heat. She said the junior mints were mushy and the sex was neat. Oh my, Frankie, weren't we better than that? Before I spat, Frank told. Can't you see that I'll jumpstart you if you will kickstart me? Frank and Lola trying to get together again. So they stroll along the highway, they walked along the beach, they stopped at several raw bars where they slurped a dozen each. Bought a bunch of popcorn from the fat man on the dock. Baby, turn back the pages, turn round the clock. Lola told Frank time to put it to the test After Frankie told Lola she was still the best They fell asleep in the sand Underneath the Florida moon In June Lola counted rainbows Frankie counted sheep Till they almost got run over by the lifeguard's jeep Frank and Lola trying to get together again Such a fun song So good it's it's exactly what you want out of a Jimmy song. It's goofy, it's fun, it's light, it's a great story. You can follow it along. I I love that song so much. Also, uh we 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 call this the I'm going to start this. This is the um the intro into the Junior Mint era. Oh, the yes. The Junior Mint era lasted 9 years from when he mentioned <laughs> Junior Mint once. To when she mentioned it again. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so this is the beginning of the Junior Mint era. So you're charting the Junior Mint era. Yeah. I like so this we've officially entered the Junior Mint era. Huge. Okay, he's Huge. told us his love of Junior Mints. And mushy. These were mushy, which means he has a standard. I went to the movies on Friday, and I got some Junior Mints, and they were mushy. Were they? They were mushy. But here's my question. I think a, a, a hard Junior Mint, a firm Junior Mint, is just a mint. You know, I would. Sure. I wonder if it's a junior mint is called a junior mint because it's like a little. You know, it isn't grown yet. You know, it's soft. 
It's a baby mint. Oh, so you think the the the, Mushy. the, the mushiness makes it junior? Yeah. Not the fact that it's tiny. <laughs> no. no, it's it's bigger than most mints. Is it? Well, you I mean, think okay, about okay it. you're you're thinking of like a mint that you get in like a case, like a breath maker. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. okay, like okay. A little icebreaker, whatever those are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a breath mint. <laughs> Regardless, we're in the junior mint phase. We're in the junior mint phase or era? The era, sorry. Era, okay. <laughs> junior mint era. Just he doesn't talk is... a lot about it, but he's ushered it in because he's mentioned it. This is huge. And so we'll see when we get out of the junior mint era. <laughs> this is a very big deal. I know when it's going to happen, and I bet you do too. <laughs> uh, up next, the perfect partner. All right. The perfect partner. That's what I ta- say about you in this podcast. Buddy, that's what I say about you too. What <laughs> says, hey, how's the Parrot podcast going? It's like so good. Patrick is the perfect partner. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, okay, all right, wow, wow that's a, quite a quite a way to describe it." <laughs> Glad it's going well. Good for you, man. Okay, here we go. Perfect right. partner. Perfect partner. This one, I would say, we haven't listened to since the first one. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. This reminds me, so I tried to do a little bit of research on this uh, specific thing regarding Last Mango in Paris, the woman on the cover of the album. Oh. Who is that woman? There's like It's very much like a Bond parody, you know? Like it's a uh-huh. woman holding a golden gun and he's cutting up a mango and he's staring at the camera very sexily. Um, I've never looked that much at this album cover, but it's weird. It's strange. And I've tried to look up who it is. I have read several Buffett News, message boards, other community, Jimmy Buffett, Parrothead message boards. Uh-huh. No report on who this woman is. We can't no. find the information. They Somebody said they think her name is Aurora. And then somebody else said, does she have a sister named Boring Alice? So that's for everyone <laughs> just to have to know that that's kind of a joke that's going around. <laughs> yeah, this 
this album, we need to do a whole episode on album covers. We do need to. We need, yeah, we should bring somebody in who knows a lot about album covers. We should, yeah. <laughs> Is that a person? Are they at a restaurant? I think they're at a restaurant. So Jimmy's got a, well, it looks like the mango is a grenade. Yeah. Oh, the woman yeah, is holding okay. a golden gun with a rose. Right. What is he holding in his right hand? It looks like it's a Swiss army knife with a slice of the mango that he's already cutting out of the grenade. Right. On the top of the Swiss army it's like knife. There's like a champagne bottle on the table. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is obviously a parody. The The title is The Last Tango in Paris. Right. And uh, uh, that's, you know, what we're going off of here. But this obviously was that was kind of a... Uh, uh, spy kind of action movie so this is a you know we're, we're gonna Play throw James Bond in there as well that's yes what we're doing here yes but yeah it's pretty interesting I mean we don't know and I would say this was the first name that kind of sent Jimmy Buffett albums into that new direction where it kind of like Cheeseburger Paradise was like fun and exciting yeah Margaritaville was good I mean those weren't the album names right, right? Mm-hmm. and then we had Last Mango in Paris, and I think everyone was like, "Whoa, okay, we're doing it. We're gone. We've gone too far." Yeah, and then uh-huh. that's when like the the names kind of started becoming, I think, a mainstream joke for people. Sure, sure, because it's I a straight up pun as an right. album cover, and it's right. just like we're being funny. We're being fun. Exactly, and we love that. Uh, please bypass this heart. Please, this, <laughs> please. <laughs> Please bypass this heart. Bypass this heart, please. (laughs) This is a fun song. I love this song. This is a good one. Check it out. Every day I read about these operations A heart that's weak So strong again I relate it To my own Situation And now I know just what To say to you Please bypass this heart Until I'm well again Let's not even start to fall where we fell again. The cheating was sweet, but my heart is beat. Don't tear it apart. Please bypass this heart. Please bypass this heart. In simpler times, I didn't need. Please bypass this heart. Love that one. <laughs> For those listening, <laughs> during that song, Patrick was running around his little cottage looking for something. I don't know why. My charger. Your my charger, computer charger. Your computer charger. Yeah, it is dead now. Okay. And that's okay. And I don't need my computer. I'm good. I'm off the grid. <laughs> but I, I listen to works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the grid. They can't find me. My computer died. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is a great song. I love Please Five. Do you need episode. a little juice? No, no, no. I don't need okay, juice. You sure. You're good. You deserve the juice. Okay. Well, I mean, I have. I think I have enough juice. No, no, no. Keep your juice. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll keep my juice. Fine. I'm good. This is nice. I like. It's just nice to be away from the screen. <laughs> um, Two seconds. 
<laughs> yeah, I really like that one. I mean, that's that type of like riddles in the sand, like country vibe. Yeah. That, uh, you we get every now and then. That night one thirty AM in the honky tonk, you know. Yes. Um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little tease for something that I'm working on. Oh my god, here we go. Um Jimmy Buffett's music is golf and western, right? Yes. That's what they say. Yes. Uh we know what the western is. It's like country honky tonk. The golf has never really been defined. True. I feel like I know what genre golf is what do you think it is i feel like it's ska you think no <laughs> okay hold on that's a my tease that's my tease hold on you a minute leave it there oh my god we're not making it to 200 <laughs> oh my god you ska ska and jimmy buffett music have a lot of similarities no fucking way yes i can't do this <laughs> i'm giving up did you know that ska is no very close <laughs> First off, but go ahead. It's very closely related to um, Jamaican music. That's oh, what, yeah. That's what it's derived from. Skanking. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. There's the whole thing. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that they have there, the same parent. I'm working on an episode idea in my mind. Okay. And I'm going to present it soon. Not yet, though. Okay. That's a little tease. It, to me, the way you're describing it is like, Ska is like, Gulf and Western is the... First child that's that uh, Jamaican kind of reggae music had uh-huh. with somebody, yeah. and then as it got older, it, it like got a second wife, and then ska is like the weird, <laughs> affluent teenage second child uh-huh. that it had with a younger wife. <laughs> where where reggae is like, I can't keep up with this kid, and I love him; he's my son, but I can't keep up with him. Uh huh. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm 55 years old. How am I going to a Little League soccer game? I can't do this. <laughs> That's what this is. Okay. So, bear with me. That's okay. coming. Okay, thank you. Yeah, You're welcome. Keep spoiling that. Yes, keep I keep will, teasing I it. Will. Yeah, yeah, we love that. E, great. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe it. Next, we have Gypsies in the Palace. Oh, of course. Once beginning some play on tour. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You He's, saw this live. I saw it live twice. Yes. He did great, and it's a, it's a really fun uh, live song. And Amazing. of course, I mean, we're recording this on Halloween. Yeah, we are. So for old Vinny Price to be giving us, this is Vincent Price, right? Or do we figure out who this was? For Gypsies in the Palace? Yeah, the intro. Oh, I think it is. It's somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. For him to do this Amazing. on Halloween, an honor for us. Huge. Here we go. An honor for us. <laughs> Thank you, Vincent. Thank you, Vinny. <laughs> in days of old, when knights were bold and journeyed from their castles, trusty men were left behind. Knights needed not the hassles. They helped themselves to pig and peach and drank from king's own chalice. Oh, it was a stirring sight, these gypsies in the palace. And some things never change. Hit it, boys! Yeah. 
such a fun song. So I fun. love this song. Um, I, I could not find anything out if it's Vincent Price or not. On Glenn Fry's website, he's labeled as the unknown narrator. He is. It's a big secret. Ooh. Oh, you're right. We did talk about we that. We talked about this before. We talked we don't about know. that. Um, and I actually have an announcement. It was me. Oh, it was you. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. do it again, please. The days of old were the nights of <laughs> I don't old. Think, I don't think that Well, was this was, you have to understand, this, this was 1985. Was years, oh, right, yeah, exactly. I was negative your, five years old. Your voice is much different. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Didn't exist for five years. When I was Googling Vincent Price, Jimmy Buffett, uh, on the second page of Google, um, it popped up celebritytalent.net and how to hire Jimmy Buffett for your corporate events. Oh, cool. <laughs> Nice. Um, I don't. I don't think this is a legit website, though. Uh, what does it say? It says the minimum fee is a million dollars. No way. <laughs> no way. Way. No way. Way. Okay, we can do that. Let's start a GoFundMe. Yeah, we just need a million dollars, and we'll throw a corporate event. <laughs> I'll throw a corporate event in my backyard for eight people. Huge. <laughs> What's a corporation? Yeah, uh, the corporation is Patrick LLC. <laughs> Limited liability, but it's still a corporation. Oh, huge. It's my loan out. Okay. Amazing. So if anybody's wondering, CelebrityTalent.net. Incredible. Incredible. Um, up next, uh, we are recording this on Halloween. We are. And what better way to celebrate than to play Desperation Samba. Desperation Samba, Halloween, Halloween in, in Tijuana. Tijuana. And what's crazy about this is, uh, first of all, I brought this up at a party because somebody was dressed like Indiana Jones. And I said, uh-huh. hey, do you know... <laughs> I said, I said, hey, do you know the connection between Indiana Jones, Halloween, and Jimmy Buffett? And someone was like, are you about to sell me something? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I just told him. But also, I would say this is the number one song that I've really only listened to the intro for the whips to. So yeah. I'm excited to listen to more of this yes. song. <laughs> Let's check it out. Desperation Samba, Halloween in Tijuana. It's <laughs> a good whip. It's a very good whip. Halloween in Tijuana. It's a great song. This whole album, like, 
so far everything's been a hit. It's a good it's a good album. Yeah. And I think that was the end of the um A side, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, I and think so. And then we're so. about to hit the B sides. So I I'm I wonder why it's not as beloved as I feel like it should be. I think it's right on par for what we like about Jimmy Buffett and what he does. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I wonder if it's just the essence of other albums being really good. Sure. It might just be that. Like this yeah. one's also good. I was just reading there was like somebody that ranked kind of A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, or D, A, B, C, D, F, like uh -huh. gave letter rankings grades yeah. to the albums. And they gave Last uh, Mango in Paris a B. Okay. And I'm like, that's not wrong yeah i mean i think it's pretty good oh i was uh, desperation samba is the first one on the b side first one on the B yeah, side. yeah okay. gypsies in the palace is the end of the uh the a side got it so we are in the b era we're of in the album yeah we're in the b area b era <laughs> we're in the b era we're in the, we're in the, the b obviously era the junior man era, era. Yeah. <laughs> big deal huge stuff if the phone doesn't ring it's me one of my favorite titles very funny title so so funny who can relate Very funny. You know? oh my goodness huge title huge song <laughs> let's give it a listen let's give it a listen about this album uh would any of these songs be on a top 10 for me no interesting but 
I love all of them so much. Yeah. They're they're just like right under that like kind of perfect umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, you know? they're, this is a great album to listen to. It's a really good one. It's interesting. There, it, it almost as as a whole, it, yeah. it really works. Yes, you know, and it's like a good album to put on. It would probably be a great vinyl to own. Yes, just to throw on. Yep. I think, yeah, that's the that's interesting to me. I also think in the creative world, uh-huh. there are what I like to call, you know, flowers and stems. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Get ready for this. <laughs> but in the comedy world, a little inside, how the sausage is made, if you're pitching an idea and you're in a writer's room and you're working with a bunch of people, this is something that I've kind of observed. You have the flowers, which are like the really funny jokes that people get to and come up with and whatever. Yep. And then you have the stems, which are the, you know, there's one way of thinking. Somebody pitches an alternate way that's not super great, but it's mm-hmm. like the path that gets you to the flower. Yeah. So it's like, it's the seed. It's like whatever that is that moves you away yep. from uh, where you currently were. Uh-huh. So uh, I think that uh, this album might be kind of a, a stem for yeah. what's about to come. Both you know? equally as important. Floridays is coming up next. An album that I personally love. I know that there's a lot of people that don't love Floridays. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a couple coming up in the near future. Also, this was right around the same time Songs You Don't Know By Heart came out. That's true. It's the same year. Yes, that's So very Jimmy true. already had a greatest hits. Yep. An artist who had been around for 10 years and released the greatest hits, which is pretty yep. incredible. Yep. And then that became one of his greatest albums. Yep. Where everybody listened to him for the first time. Very smart. Um, but that might have been this too. I mean, those a lot of those songs from the past were solidified in songs you know by heart. And mm-hmm. then no songs since have been put in an album of that magnitude. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty interesting. Wow. It's pretty interesting. Amazing. Um, okay, next up we have the titular song Last Mango in Paris. Oh, here we go. This one's great, and it also features a little Easter egg from one of our favorites at the very oh, end. We know it and we love it. We know it, we love it, so we're gonna listen to it a little bit and then skip to the end. Great. Shout out to Captain Tony, of course. Shout out. Down to Captain Tony's To get out of the heat When I heard a voice call out to me Son, come have a seat I had to search my memory As I looked into those eyes My life's changed like the weather But a legend never dies He said I ate the last Took the last plane out of Saigon Took the first passport to China And Jimmy, there's still so much to be done I had a third world girl in Buzios With a pistol in each hand She always kept me covered as We moved from land to land I had a damn good run on Wall Street with my high fashion model wife I woke up dry beneath the African sky Just me and my Swiss army knife I ate the last mango in Paris Took the last plane out of Saigon Took the first passport to China And Jimmy, there's still so much to be done Okay, I'm gonna skip ahead Took the first passport to China And Jimmy, there's so much to be done. Oh, there it is. Here we go. 
What a beautiful little callback. I love that. I love it too. And I love when he does it in concert and does the like almost the full yeah. You know, he does everything. He goes into it. Yeah, yeah. It's really great. Amazing. It's beautiful. A little whisper. A little whisper. You know what's you know, this is a side note. Mm-hmm. But why didn't La Vie Dansant make songs you know by heart? I know. It could have been a whole new reality. It's so good. It's that's just something it's, to think about. I think his it's his his ultimate hidden gem. I'd love to talk to Jimmy, first of all. Everyone knows that, <laughs> but I'd love to. I'd love to ask him what almost made songs you know by heart because I feel like that was such a defining album for the Big Eight. And yeah, for all those absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like I, I wonder if if there was, and we've done episodes on this. Like if if he, I'm sure he had, you know, the uh, like five extra, ten extra songs or whatever. Would love to know what those were. Yeah, what what almost made it in? Yeah, very curious. Um, Man, what's next, Ryan? We're almost done with this dang album. The penultimate song, Jolly Mon Sing. Jolly Mon Sing. Jolly Mon Sing. All right, which you have some news about that one, which we haven't discussed yet. We haven't discussed that yet. Well, let's listen to the song. Let's listen to the song, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, great. Here we go. People tell, don't care if it is true, cause I love it so well. Jolly man sing for his supper every night. The people fed him well, cause he treated them so right. Oh, 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 Jolly man sing. Oh, 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 make a ride ring. And they wanted him to sing. Island near and far, he always found his way by a Ryan Lucky Star. He tells them of their joys, he tells them of their woes. They love to see him come, they'd hate to see him go. Oh, 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 Jolly Mon Sing. Oh, 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 make the music ring. He was making his way home on a dark and stormy night. When he heard a cropper hill, he saw a flashing light. When he reached the other boat and offered them a hand, they said, Give us all your cargo as they took a pirate stand. Oh, oh, Jolly Mon Sing. Oh, oh, give them everything. Jolly Mon, it's over, sing your last song. Jolly Mon Sing. Jolly Mon Sing! Jolly Mon Sing. Um, I do have some news about this. Yes, it, this is something that we have really recently discovered that we didn't know much about. Yes. Um, so this, it's news for us. It's news for us. It's probably not for any of you. <laughs> um, so uh, Patrick and I, over the past four years, have been... Uh, reading a book called Tales from Margaritaville. Correct. We're on the last, last chapter. chapter. Last story. We'll get to it in about six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the very tail end of that book. Yep. Um, I was under the impression, I think in the back of my mind I knew this, but not. I, I just never followed up on it. I was under the impression uh, that this was Jimmy's first book. Yes. That he ever wrote. 89, 90, 91. That's when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Turns out he wrote a children's book with his daughter, Mm -hmm. Savannah. Yeah. Called Jollymon. Yeah. 
And that book came out uh, years before, I think, in... Uh, oh, gosh. Let me see if I can find the date. Okay, so it was released in 1988. Wow. Okay. Yep, 1988. Uh, and it's a picture book, and uh, I knew nothing about it. So when I saw it, I got very excited, and I scoured the internet and found a copy on Amazon. Huge. <laughs> huge. Huge. Um, ordered the book. Scoured the internet and found it on Amazon. Yes. You really, yes. really, really searched. The very first place I looked, I found <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> and I ordered it. I got the book. Uh, very excited to say that... The book, when it was first published, came with a CD of an original score. Wow. Created by Michael Etley. Holy moly. So there is a score to this book. Now, my copy of the book did not come with the CD. Devastating. Devastating. So I'm going through a bit of a returns process right now <laughs> with the seller. It's a process. It's a bit of a process. I need to... Put it in a shipping label oh, and the whole thing and whole go to the post office. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I'm getting the new book on Friday, I believe. Massive. Massive. And that'll be our next Buffett Book Club. I'm imagining we can yep. do that in one sitting. <laughs> I don't know. Well, depending on us, we'll do a page <laughs> a page a month for yes. 25 years. Okay, great. Beautiful. So uh, that's coming, but that's very exciting. Very exciting. And I, I also want to make an announcement. You know, I've had some unsavory thoughts about, not unsavory stuff. <laughs> Un, Go on. <laughs> Non-positive thoughts about Jolly Mon Singh I've, I've expressed in the past. Right. I'm going to just address this. Okay. Here yeah, and yeah. now. Yep. Uh, I, I, you know, I would like to say that I think, you know, I'm 30 years old now and, and time softens things. Sure. You know, and I think I came at it at a very specific uh, heat intensity for some weird reason. And now I'm kind of into it. And so I, it's a great song. I like it a lot. So yes. I, I just want to say, you know, I might have had some uh, unsupportive words to say about Jolly Monsing in the past, but those have been scrubbed from the Internet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is very true. <laughs> that is very and, true. And if you scrub them from your brain, please, because I like it now. <laughs> and let's move on. People can change, and I'm capable of that, and I'm an example of We contain of multitudes. We contain multitudes. Yes. Am I, am I, do I contradict myself? Yes, I contradict myself. <laughs> Thanks, everybody Walt. contradicts themselves. Exactly. That's what makes us human. Exactly. So exactly. thank you. Um, Patrick, overall thoughts on this album? This is such an enjoyable album, Ryan. I yeah. really like this album. We we play a good amount of these songs on Radio Margaritaville as well, and they're yep. always welcomed to be heard, in yes. my opinion. I, I think they're really, really great. And uh, uh, I, I, I urge everyone to give this a nice um, daytime walk, uh, listen, or throw this on on a Sunday afternoon on the patio. Yep. Give this a, a chill-out, uh, casual vibe listen. Yes. And I think you're going to enjoy it. I agree. Uh, very enjoyable listen. Very easy listen. Yeah. Um, a lot of these songs, really terrific. And yeah, I feel like it works best as a cohesive piece. Yeah, I think you know? so. I think it really um, does. Really, really good. And like I said, I feel like it is a return to form for Jimmy the early 80s especially were uh, a, a very experimental time yeah for Jimmy a lot of new sounds a lot of new stuff um possibly some some breakup influence music yes now that we know yeah um so uh th this album I think is terrific uh and excited for what's to come absolutely so it's so, good. So what are we ending on, Ryan? We're ending on Beyond the End. Oh, and I love this one and the Roy Orbison of the of the of all of it uh -huh. at the very end. We love the Roy. 
We love the Roy. We love the Roy. We love the Roy. <laughs> That's a new shirt we're selling. Yep. We love the Roy. So until next time, I'm Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Have, Have a, a great, great week. week. Meet you at the end. end. Bye bye. Hello. And welcome to the Junior Minute. <laughs> Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.